Hello! Welcome to another episode of Hoff Solo. Uh, it is a bright, sunny morning here in Columbus, Ohio. It is Tuesday, August 28th, 2018. And I am here to entertain you, to fulfill your lives, and to make you feel better about yourself. Because you're going to be listening to a dumbass speak for a little bit. So, yeah, uh... I'm here to uh, give you the news, give you the scoop, and give you a little bit of the giggle, hopefully. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, at the beginning of the podcast there, if you could hear it. That is the band Ghost. I will be getting back into them later. Uh, yeah, we'll get back into that. I want to start out with, um, let's see what's on the docket here. I want to start out with, I was lucky enough to see the amazing... Bert Kreischer live a couple weeks ago uh, here in Columbus, Ohio at the Funny Bone. And uh, it, it was an amazing experience. I've only seen two comedians live so far. Uh, first being Bill Burr earlier this year in Cincinnati. And that was, that was a dream come true for me. Uh, respect to Bill Burr. You, you, you fucking redheaded, freckled cunt. I uh, love you. And, uh, yeah, and I wanted to see Burt Kreischer because he's coming around, and I th- I was really enjoyed uh, his stories. I've seen him tell on the YouTubes. Uh, if you haven't seen The Machine, then you need to watch that because it's amazing. And uh, I don't know if I've talked about it before. But, yeah, if you haven't seen The Machine by Burt Kreischer, go YouTube that right now and then go watch his new Netflix special, I'm not getting paid for this shit. I just love the guy. And I got to meet him after the show. He was very kind enough to give uh, his time to give me a picture with him. Uh, it was a great picture. I love the picture. And he gave me some words of advice, which I will not I will not say. But he was uh, very kind. He's a great man. And, uh, yeah, on Netflix, go watch his new special that just came out this week. Uh, I believe it was last, I believe it was Friday, uh, 24th. Uh, yeah, go watch his special called Secret Time by Burt Kreischer. Go go look it up now. Pause this if you can. If you're not doing anything else, if you're like, I want to watch something funny, yeah, pause this now. Go watch some Burt Kreischer, Secret Time. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, the show that I saw, he did uh, mo- uh, like uh, 75 to 85% new jokes, and then at the end of it, he told, he told the machine's story. So that was a great... Great encore. He also told a mix of a couple of his other legends. He didn't quite get through, like, the flying dildos. He just mentioned that at first, and then he told a good bit of the Tracy Morgan story. So it was like a Burt Kreischer hamburger, uh, cheeseburger with bacon of what I saw those jokes at the end for his encore. It's like a band doing their greatest hits, and I, I couldn't complain because, you know, people know him for that. And it was hilarious. Everyone enjoys it every time. You know, Scorpion's going to play Rocky like a hurricane. Yeah, that's then that's what the the crowd's going to get you pumped for. If ACDC is going to play uh, Shook You All Night Long, that's that's what people are going to rock out to. Doesn't matter if they've heard it a million times. It still works in comedy as long as it doesn't get tired and it's not your main thing. I suppose. Uh, regardless, yeah, Burt Kreischer. Uh, he's he's going to be. Uh, I think he's climbing the ranks 
even though he should already be at the top because the man's got it. He's fucking hilarious. And uh, he should be a household name because the man does it. Uh, he comes out, takes his shirt off. Fat man, probably the fattest man I've ever seen in my life. Uh, really, no one's fatter than Burt Kreischer in the entire world. Uh, it's hilarious. He's, and uh, he laughs at his own jokes, which is great, too. <laughs> uh, look at me, I'm laughing at my own joke. And uh, <laughs> I'm laughing at the roast. But uh, yeah, uh, I love Bert. Uh, it's great to meet you, man. I don't think you'll ever hear this, but if you do, yeah. Um, good on you. I hope to see you again soon. Uh, let's see what else is on the docket. Uh, this isn't one I really want to talk about for too long. Uh, it's not something I even really wanted to bring up, but it is it is kind of a big deal. And uh, it hit home to me because I am a part of that culture. And not on a big scale of any terms, nor am I a uh, professional video gamer. But I have been a video game fan my entire life growing up. And to hear about this tragedy in, uh, I believe it's Jacksonville, Florida, uh, at the Madden 19 competition is just just blows me away. Is There's like no safe space left in the world. Uh, I mean, it's coming from a liberal, oh, you need your safe space. No, I just mean like something as innocent as playing video games has to turn into a goddamn shooting. I mean, for fuck's sake, what the hell are we coming to? And I know I, I, I have watched, I did some research before doing the podcast here. Cheers. I did some research, looked up some videos online, and uh, I found out that this particular player, uh, his last name was Katz. Ah, fuck. Shouldn't have said that. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to edit that out. I'm going to beep that out. Uh, the guy, because I'm not going to try to glorify or put his name out there at all, but the, this, this fucking psychopath, and granted, he might have had mental illness, but Mental illness is still not an excuse to take it out on other people or yourself. Um, it's hard to detect that sometimes, I suppose. And I'm not trying to be ignorant or uh, callous or anything, but for fuck's sake, uh, it's a video game. And the guy, I guess he had won the competition last year, and he came back this year, and everyone had talked about how distant he was and he wasn't really uh into the camaraderie of of being there he wasn't there for the sport of the fun he was just there to win and that's it and uh some say he it might have stemmed from possibly when he was playing online with some people that he recognized uh at the place where he was competing physically so he want it, it one guy that he that played against him said it was premeditated which that's very unfortunate uh it's 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 all it's games and i know there's probably mental illness involved it, they said that he was hospitalized twice for uh mental illness and uh, i've known a couple of people like this growing up uh, i wasn't very close to him but i've seen it happen to him and i haven't seen them on the news yet thankfully but they're, they need help. They do need help. Uh, and it seems like there's not much you can do for them is, is the sad thing. Uh, 
you try to do therapy and drugs and, you know, love. And sometimes it's just not enough for some people. There's just the synapses in their brain don't connect or something. I don't know the science behind it, but they're just not capable of those feelings. They're very uh, just apathetic uh, towards any feeling. And and they only care about the, uh, you know, the the end scenario. Because they don't think past that, which is unfortunate. And I wish we could find a way to get these people help uh, so this doesn't happen. And we can go and play video games in a competition and not have some some someone shoot it up and kill people. It's, it's just insane. It's, it's ridiculous. I, I, I don't know what else to say about it. It's very unfortunate. Uh, I hope uh, everyone in those families are doing well they didn't deserve anything that they got uh which that the madness that was brought upon them by the a psychopath but here we are and i hope you know i don't play madden i, I play nhl besides the point it's it's unfortunate that anyone from any place just trying to compete in something uh, as, as uh, innocent and simple as a video game would ever have to be subject to any kind of violence. And that's all I, I really have to say about that is is if if you need help, just get some help in any way you can. If, if it does take drugs or therapy or if you do need someone to just show you some affection, like go into it with a more positive mind because I think a guy like that could have actually gotten along with with his uh, competitors, if he had maybe been more open to them and, and tried to speak to them. And, and I know, like, I know it's a mental illness and it's hard to say what's going on in a man's mind, but at the same time, one has to, it, it, it come. it's, it can't, you got to meet you halfway, you know, it can't be totally one-sided and then shoot someone up. It, it doesn't work that way. Um, I mean, I guess it does in the real world, this uh, unfortunate tragedy that happens. But it's not a way, it's just not a way for the world to, to, to spin. It's not the way that humans will survive or continue to evolve and, and become a, a greater species. So uh, all I can say, if there's any, if you're in that state of mind and you have mental illness, if there's any kind of help that you think that you need, just try to pursue it and tell someone before you do something irrational and and someone will understand someone will there there are majority of better people than bad people out there and i know you feel alone uh everyone feels alone sometimes but uh that's part of life and we got to get through it together (laughs) alone together so i'll end it on that uh that's my little tirade there uh once again, I hope everyone in, in those families are doing well. I will also, uh, I guess in my next part of my news here, I uh, I hate to say that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is being put on hold. Unfortunately, Guardians of the Galaxy is one of my favorite Marvel franchises. Right below Iron Man. I love Iron Man best. Iron Man 3 sucked balls. Fuck you, Shane Black. Fuck you, Christmas movies. Uh, Lethal Weapon's all right, but fuck Mel Gibson, too, because he's, uh, yeah, a piece of shit. So, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, 
James Gunn, you James Gunn's a piece of shit. Robert Downey Jr. is a piece of shit. No, they were pieces of shit. They they got better, and maybe Mel Gibson did too. Um, but man, it, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Robert Downey Jr. is the man now. Everyone knows it. He's sober and clean. He's a role model at this point, and he's a role model for showing how one can overcome things in their lives and be a better person and be better to everyone uh, around them. And who doesn't who doesn't love some fucking Robert Downey Jr.? <laughs> uh, he's he's like my my idol. Uh, Right behind uh, Han Solo, which is a fictional character, but Harrison Ford isn't as cool as Han Solo. But Robert Downey Jr. is as cool as Han Solo in real life. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Where, where was? It? Oh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy three. James Gunn. Yeah, he. The his jokes weren't funny, but they were jokes, and everyone knows that. It's it's fucking another tragedy here, uh, that. He had to be fired for some, for some stupid shit that he said online years ago. You know it, that didn't really hurt anyone. If you're offended, then that just means that you're uh, you're weak-minded, pathetic person who who uh, is very closed-minded and, and doesn't know the difference between uh, reality and a joke. Uh, let me tell you something: the Pope doesn't go on Twitter and and say, "Hey, I'm raping kids." You know, that's not that's not the way it works. But uh, James Gunn, he gets fired, even though he's a fucking genius, and apparently he's a great guy to work with. He's never offended anyone uh, in person, and it's a shame that he had to offend someone with shit on Twitter that he said years ago and he already apologized for. Uh, Disney will not take him back, yet they may use his script for the movie. That's, That's bullshit. That's bullshit. If you're going to use a script, you better use him. Like, how can you separate it? That's insane to me. Why would you separate the script from the director? He wrote it, and he built this entire universe. I'm sure he had a lot of help. Granted, you know, special effects and uh, directors, producers, uh, Kevin Feige, and, and everything else, but... I mean, he, he's the one who came up with the concepts that made the Guardians so charming. And uh, Chris Pratt, you love, you love Star-Lord, Rocket Raccoon, Bradley Cooper, Groot, Vin Diesel, Gamora, Zoe Saldana, and last but not least, Drax, Dave Batista. And you gotta love that setup. And Mantis came along, too. And she's now part of the, uh, the Guardians. But he built this entire universe, and now they just want to uh, over some some shit that this uh, petty ass conservative Republican fuck dug up online, and it worked for him. the sh- The shitty part is is that it worked for this shitty motherfucker, and uh, I don't even remember his name. Look him up. He's a conservative guy. Of course, they're all petty pieces of shit. Uh, looked him up and, and drugged this shit out just to be like, oh, well, distract from Trump. Uh, James Gunn said some shit online, but, you know, James Gunn didn't do any of that stuff, even though uh, 
you know, you know Daddy Trump there, old fat boy can uh, grab a grab him by. Yeah. Uh, anyways, not to get too political, even though it is a slightly political thing, which is unfortunate to bring into the comic book and movie realm because it shouldn't be that way. And that's why I once left a comic shop is because the owner was way too political about things, and he was also a conservative fuck uh, who who wouldn't put uh, comics on his shelves that. Uh, had the gay marriage on the front. I think it was two ladies. I can't remember the book right now. I looked it up once. I, I, I've i been on and off with comics throughout my life. I wasn't buying them. But he told me the story to, his, to my face. Uh, and he wouldn't put the comic with uh, Barack Obama up on his shelf because uh, he, he thought Obama was a Muslim. So it's unfortunate that these conservatives have to creep in to just the comic book realm where everyone's just trying to have fun and write some great stories. And they see these as agendas where they're trying to make a statement and take over the white power, I guess. And it's not, it's just, we're trying to be a, a global unit here. We're trying to be a world and we're all just trying to get along. And when people take offense to that and the people who are different and, uh, that's that's very unfortunate. You look at the Guardians of the Galaxy. You got a white guy. You got two green people. You got a raccoon. And you got a tree. I mean, how you can't get any more diverse than that. And they all get along. And they find things in common. And, and uh, they help each other out. And that's really the essence of the Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's really a shame to see uh, the third one be put on hold. And have it without James Gunn. Because the first two were solid gold, in my opinion, and I love those movies. And I will continue to support James Gunn wherever he goes from here because he's a great guy, solid director. I've heard way worse jokes from stand-up comedians than than what he put on Twitter and, and less funny ones. So, uh, yeah. Also, if you didn't notice, this has been pointed out in a video I saw, a lot of those things that he said were uh, supposed to be quotes from people he was making fun of that were his friends. It's kind of like a roast or uh, a kind of like, oh, he said this. Uh, My buddy said this about raping kids, you know. Uh, Kind of a joke on them thing, not about a joke about raping kids. But I I don't really need to go any further on this, uh, I believe. Uh, support you, James Gunn. I, uh, sad to see you not be on the third movie. And while we're on the subject of Marvel, I will talk about how excited I am for Avengers 4. Uh, Infinity War is one of my favorite movies of all time. Love that movie. Uh, the conclusion, while satisfying, also left you wanting more. And what you want more that, uh, you want to know what happens afterwards, and we have to know what happens afterwards. We will find out what happens afterwards uh, next year. And uh, I've seen some some pictures online of of the uh, you know the production uh, where the the actors were in costume. And at first, I couldn't believe it. So if you want no spoilers, don't listen to this. Uh, come back in about a minute. But uh, yeah the pictures I saw I thought were of the first Avengers movie which was crazy because they were all like in their old costumes and stuff but then you see Tony Stark and he has like a grayish beard and like blonde hair and um, like a more of a modern day outfit than 
was back in 2012, I believe. Uh, I think that's when that came out. And, uh, yeah, so that's very intriguing to see that uh, from those, those pictures. Uh, what is going to happen there? Is there, is there more time travel? Um, is it in the future? Is it in the past? I mean, like, Captain America's in his Avengers 1 suit, which is just insane. Uh, other characters, like Thor has his long hair again, but Tony Stark looks older. Like, what is going on there? If you have any kind of uh, theories, because I really don't. I, I'm guessing it's a time travel thing, or maybe uh, I saw one person online say, I don't remember who, I'm sorry for to not give credit, but uh, that Tony might be using his technology that he used in... Uh, what was it, the beginning of Civil War, whenever he showed, uh, yeah, it was the beginning of Civil War, he showed him and his family when he was younger, and then he came out on stage. Uh, so maybe he's using that kind of technology to go back and, and see what happened during the first Avengers battle and use that against Thanos. Uh, if you have any other theories, like I was saying, uh, you can contact me at, on Twitter at John Hoffman twenty one twelve, you can contact uh, Hoffman Dunn on our email here uh, Hoffman Dunn H O F A N D U N at gmail.com. Or now we have I'm announcing for the first time here, and it's long overdue. Much like many of our accounts that we should have for this sort of thing, uh, that. We have a Twitter account, so if you would like to subscribe to our Twitter account, it's simple. It's at Hoff and Dunn. It's H-O-F-F-A-N-D-D-U-N-N. Hoff and Dunn. At Hoff and Dunn on Twitter. Yeah, and we'd love to have a lot of subscribers and followers. We w- we plan to, uh, excuse me, um, you know, contact uh, people, get along with a lot of other podcasts, uh programs and listeners and we really want to build this and make this a fun thing um so uh yeah join us for the ride we're just here to have fun and i hope you're enjoying yourself i will continue now with the rest of the hoff solo podcast after that little self-promotion here uh, personally here uh i wanted to talk about something that i recently uh got interested in again for the first time in many years and that is extreme sports. When was the last time you heard about that? You know, old Tony Hawk, some uh, Dave Mira. You know, you got your uh, who was the guy who uh, did the the surfing. And uh, you know, it's been a while. It was very popular in the late nineties and early two thousands. X Games were big. The pro skater, Tony Hawk's pro skaters were big. And uh, it kind of just died off for a while. And I'm not sure why. I think I think it was one of those things where there's always going to be a core foundation and a core love for it. Like a lot of other hobbies or, and I'm not calling it a hobby, uh, more of a lifestyle or a, a way that you do things, uh, the way that you see things. But sometimes they become popular and main mainstream and i think that's what happened in 
you know, the early 2000s with the extreme sports is it, it just blew up, even though people have been doing it for years and people are going to do it forever. Uh, so for some, I, I guess I'll, I'll take it to this. I, I haven't watched X Games in probably like eight years. I've watched highlights throughout the years of some things, but I haven't really been into them. And that's my own damn fault. And uh, I'm trying to go back and watch previous X Games starting with this year. And man, it's been a very rewarding experience. Uh, I'm so happy I'm doing it because I loved it back then. Uh, I used to skateboard and BMX. I used, I'm, better, I'm more of a skateboarder. And those are the two that I'm really into are the skateboard and BMX. So that's what I've been watching. Uh, I watched this year's X Games, uh, all the competitions that were skateboarding and BMX. Uh, they had uh, Vert, Park Street, and uh, my favorite, the Big Air. Big Air competition. Holy shit. That, if you haven't seen that, just go YouTube it. Uh, X Games, Big Air. It doesn't matter what your uh, what sport you're watching because it's insane. It's a seventy, basically, it's a seventy foot tall drop in ramp, and then you have like a thirty foot tall launch ramp over a sixty foot distance, and then once you land that trick, you go down a ramp that gives you a shit ton of momentum, and you hit a twenty seven foot quarter pipe, and uh, they typically go between 15 and 20 feet on that shit doing their tricks. Uh, thus, the title Big Air. And that is amazing to watch. I, I could never do that. Uh, as much fun as it looks and as much as I'd love to have the feeling of of being one of those uh, great athletes. I guess you call them athletes. Um, I should know by now. Uh <laughs> competitors uh i would love to know what they were they're feeling i would love to know that feeling but not at the risk to my own body and uh life and they are insane and i applaud them for that uh for for my own enjoyment but if you haven't seen the big air competitions go watch that but i also wanted to mention on top of that that this big air competition is introducing tricks and that we thought were only possible in like the old video games, like uh, Matt Hoffman's BMX or Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, or Dave Mira's BMX, uh, I saw a guy do a do a triple tail whip backflip. I couldn't even land that in the game, and this guy's landing it in the big air competition over a sixty foot gap. Triple tail whip backflip, and then th- uh, this year. I can't remember. I think it was. Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Oh my god, uh, was it Foster? Jamie Foster? I th- I believe that. Was, yeah, I believe it was Jamie Foster. Yeah, he, he killed that shit. Uh, the quarter pipe this year. He did a quadruple tail whip. I don't even think that was available to do on the video games back in the day. They might have been. I don't know. I don't think I ever landed one. But Jesus, they're just doing insane tricks nowadays and. I think the level of progression is slow, and that's maybe maybe is why people became disinterested over the years. But you look at it from like ten years ago to now, and you see the progression is insane. And and what these boys are doing nowadays, these men, they're they're warriors, and 
they kill it. And my favorite thing to see while watching the X Games is the camaraderie between the competitors. Um, it's not like your typical sports event where there are rivalries and setups and bad blood and years worth of, of people hating each other. Uh, it's not like that. Everyone's just rooting for everyone to do great and to uh, come out without any broken bones or injuries. So that's what it's a it's a big brotherhood uh, in extreme sports, and that's that's another thing I love about it. Everyone's just there to have a good time, to smile, laugh, cheer each other on, and to uh, pull some of the sickest stunts you've ever seen in your life. And uh, that's what it's all about. I did want to mention here uh, Dave Mira. Everyone knows passed away in 2016, but what people may not know that I found out this year watching the X Games, uh, late, albeit, is uh, Kevin Robinson passed away last December uh, from a stroke, from what I understand. And I want to say, Kevin Robinson, okay, Rob, he was a great inspiration to me growing up. I know that I actually went to the Tony Hawk's Boom Boom Hug Jam. Uh, I think it was 2003 with my cousin. My mom took me there and uh, dropped us off. And we were walking to our seats, me and my cousin, and there was this curtain where near our seats, and I saw a couple bicycles back there. So I walked, and sure enough, it was motherfucking Matt Hoffman and Kevin Robinson. And my last name is Hoffman. I'm a big Matt Hoffman fan. Uh, either by coincidence or by uh, relation. Maybe it's in my blood. But either way, I got to meet Matt Hoffman and Kevin Robinson that night. They were both super cool. Tony Hawk was on the other side of the arena sitting in some seats. But either way, I got to meet Kevin Robinson that night, and they both signed my ticket, and they put on an amazing show. So uh, that, w- that was great. And Kevin Robinson, I know, is a huge inspiration to... Thousands and thousands of of upcoming BMX riders and current BMX riders, and uh, he, he was a huge influence on the sport. So, uh, cheers to you, Kevin Robinson. Uh, we love you, and uh, I know uh, after watching the X Games this year, there are many that are carrying on in your name. So, cheers to you, buddy. Alright, it's time for Hoff's movie review of the week. Alright, after that monstrosity, I'm here to give you my review of the newest Jumanji movie. Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Kevin The Little Guy Hart, uh, Jack the Man Black and uh, Karen Nebula Gillen. So this movie was kind of a uh, a great play on the original idea for Jumanji. The original Jumanji, as you remember, starring the great Robin Williams uh, and uh, had Kirsten Dunst in it as a young as a young uh, lady. And uh, the movie was was great. Everyone loved it. Kids loved it. When I was a kid, they whenever it came time for for movie time, 
whenever I was in grade school, there was this one kid who'd always bring Jumanji, and we probably watched it like four times in one year. No one, no one complained because it's fucking Jumanji, you know. So the new one came out, and I wasn't too excited for it. I do like Jack Black a good bit. Kevin Hart's a funny guy. I'm not a big uh, Dwayne Johnson guy. Never really been a wrestling fan since I was like seven. And, uh, but anyways, I mean, I know he hasn't been doing wrestling for like 20 years or whatever, 15 years. Regardless, uh, this movie turned out to be way better than I thought it would be. It was, it was a play on the old movie, but it also brought a modern feel to it while doing a nostalgic presence with the video gaming at the same time. Uh, it's, it's crazy the, the way they spun it. It was a very simple movie. I will say that uh, you, you're getting what you pay for, definitely with that title. You're going to get some big twist ending or anything like that. Uh, I mean, you might get a couple twists and turns, but it's this ain't no Sixth Sense or anything. No Shamalama Ding Dong movie. This is Jumanji, and you're getting what you pay for. There's going to be some people, some kids going to some some games. They're going to be stuck in some games. They're going to have to fight some jungle creatures. They're going to have to ride out on some vehicles and and uh, and out-trick some monkeys, outrun a stampede. Uh, there's going to be some rhinos. There's going to be some snakes. There's going to be, you know, crocodiles and shit. That's what you get when you pay for Jumanji in the title. And then, you know what? It paid. It paid off. It was worth every cent. Uh, it, was, it was a great movie. Uh, I, w- I will give it... Here's my review. Uh, my percentage of it is at 83% due to entertainment value alone. Uh, This movie was good. I don't know if I'll watch it again anytime soon. I really liked how they uh, incorporated, like, a a classic video game system instead of a modern-day video game system, which is what they should have done because the original Jumanji board was like an old old, uh, board game, you know? It was like uh, ancient, something that no one had ever seen before. Uh, kind of like this video game system that they use to play Jumanji, and and they get sucked into the TV. So yeah, it, it, what I thought the interesting dy- dynamic for the movie was that the actors playing the roles of the video game characters still had the characteristics throughout the entire movie perfectly of the uh, the the high schoolers that were playing the game. Uh, so Jack Black was like played by like a hot high school girl or whatever uh no no pedo i'm just saying that's the way they put it out in the movie and she's like jack black now and uh she doesn't know how to deal with being a dude she doesn't know what it's like to have the have the penis and uh it's it's a good it's a good dynamic there and uh the rock is played by like a nerdy kid who knows all about video games but he doesn't know anything about being a man so it's a nice you know, contrast there. Uh, Kevin Hart, who uh, his character fits in pretty well with the character that he already is in real life, just a, a lesser version of himself. And uh, and uh, the main the main the 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 femme fatale of the movie uh, is played by a, a nerdy girl as well. So. Um, it's it's very interesting in terms of of where they came up with how the actors should 
relate to the characters that are playing them in a video game. So I really like that aspect of it. I like that dynamic. I like that facet. Uh, I recommend seeing it. Like I said, 83%. I give it about a B, a lower B, but um, I think it's about as good as it's going to be for a Jumanji movie uh, in this day and age. I don't think it's it, you're going to see a better one unless they uh, go back straight to the board game. So it was a nice take on it. Uh, yeah, I do recommend it. Give it a watch uh, if you're just wanting to have a nice fun evening and, and uh, you know, put in a bag of popcorn in the microwave there. Now I wanted to uh, talk about my band for the week. Uh, band of the week. I should actually sing that one. I don't have. A, I don't think I have a. Did I do a melody for that one? A little tune, a little jingle. Uh, band of the week. Bam. Uh, yeah, band of the week this week is. You've probably heard of them. Maybe not. Uh, I think they're going to break through huge soon as they already have i mean i know they they're already pretty big but uh band called ghost just ghost not just ghost it's just just ghost uh this band is intriguing to me because they they have so many elements to them so many facets dynamics as i've used those those adjectives uh in my previous review for movie i really do uh they they're kind of a, a synth '80s metal goth. I don't know. It's 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 crazy. They have like elements of uh, of uh, Kiss. They have elements of Scorpions. Definitely on the song "Dance Macabre." If you haven't heard that song, it's it's like a modern day Scorpions song with some gothic elements to it. Uh, they got some hints of him. If you like the man him, you know, Bam Margera, uh, they got like uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, Metallica, slight. Uh, and then, you know, this very operatic, huge scenery of feeling. And that's bef- that's what I thought before I even saw a live video of them. And I, I watched some live videos of them and uh, they're incredible. The singer, the lead singer, uh he goes by the name uh, Papa Emeritus, I believe. And he wears like a mask on stage all the time. So no one knew, knew who he was until he had a lawsuit last year where he had to reveal his identity because his old backing band wanted royalties. Uh, apparently, he had paid them already and then they wanted more money because he was starting to blow up. But he wears these crazy masks and, and costumes, uh, like I was saying, like Kiss, sort of, or um, like kind of Slipknot. Uh, not too much Slipknot in the music, maybe a little bit in his vocals uh, on a rare occasion. But uh, just the uh, the whole spectacle of it all is is incredible. He he's like dresses like a uh, gothic pope. I guess that's like Papa Emeritus. And I've seen him, um, he dresses like... Uh, like a mob boss from Dick Tracy. He's got like a white suit and this crazy chin and, and like the uh, pencil thin mustache. And, uh, and recently I, I saw him uh, a recent live video where he was wearing like more of a uh, Sean Penn kind of mask mixed with Vincent Price and this crazy gray hair. And I'm going to say like, it looks cool. And he's got like this crazy, like, uh, 
it's like this tight uniform on for being some sort of dictator or ruler. So he looks very powerful on stage. But I have to say, what I was going to get into is it looks very weird when he's singing because his mouth is behind this. It's a tight mask, so it's hard to tell it's a mask at first. But when he starts singing, there's no real expression in the in the mouth area. So you can't really... It, it looks almost like a robot sometimes, which is it freaks me out. But it also kind of adds to the uh, mysticism and uh, and just the whole crazy spectacle of the whole thing. Uh, once again, the music itself is phenomenal, regardless of how they look. Uh, they rock. They have great songs, and it's kind of a throwback to a lot of old kind of uh, 80s synth sort of things and metal and just uh, a gothic sort of rock pop sound. Um, they're actually from Sweden, from what I understand, and this, yeah, that Tobias Forge guy, I don't know much about him yet. I've, I don't, I haven't heard much of their back catalog. I know they've only been around for about 10 uh, to 12 years. So, uh, the drummer and, and the band I used to be in a cover band with, we used to play bars. He, he was really into this band. And I, I remember he told us that he went and saw him live, but I was just like kind of threw it to the side because I didn't know who they were at the time. That was years ago. So I guess they're blowing up now and they, they have some really good music and the, and their newest album. Let me, let me see what that's called real quick. So I can, it's prequel, uh, their newest album prequel, uh, by ghost. Check that out. Check out Burt Kreischer secret time. And, uh, you know, it's about time I guess I start wrapping this shit up here. Maybe I should uh, talk about a video game real quick. No news to anyone. I've been playing Rocket League because it's been uh, available on the Xbox Game Pass. I've been wanting to play this game for a long time because it just looked like a crazy uh, free-for-all soccer mixed with crazy hot rod cars and trucks and tanks and shit. And I, I'm, yeah, I'm all about that kind of shit. So, uh, yeah, I played it, and it, I was killing it at first. I was just, like, first, like, ten matches, I was just, like, VIP, MVP, motherfucker every time, just just slaying these, these fucking balls into these fucking nets. And then once I started to go up the ranks, holy shit, I, I couldn't do anything. Like, I lost my, my flow or something. But uh, it's it's an extremely fun game. If you've never played Rocket League and you're a gamer, I highly recommend uh, giving it a shot, at least for a couple evenings. It'll it'll uh, make you happy. And I'm pretty sure it's not expensive, uh, even if you don't have Game Pass. It's probably like 20 bucks now, I believe. So uh, if you got the extra 20 and you got to, you know, yearn for a nice sports game that's not a real sport with some extreme aspects to it, uh, go for uh, Rocket League there. And... Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's about all I got for this week. I don't want to drag it on too long. I think I've said enough. Um, I wanted to mention another band, I guess, real quick. Uh, Amity Affliction came out with Misery last week, and uh, it was kind of a disappointment. Didn't care for it too much. I know it's a big departure for their sound, and uh, I don't know. It's too much electronic and pop mixed with, it's like they don't have a real direction anymore like they used to. It used to be a solid, very solid sound. And uh, the themes were also slightly inspiring where maybe I haven't listened to the album enough yet, but from what I felt, the tones were very depressing rather than uh, ultimately 
inspiring. So, uh, still, shout out to Amity Affliction. They're a great band, but uh, maybe this album, Misery, that they came out with last week has to uh, grow on me a little bit. Um, I'm not going to give it a rating right now because I can't really give it a rating. Uh, it needs to grow on me. It's too early. I didn't really care for the first few that came out with uh, for the album, first couple. I guess it was Misery and Feels Like I'm Dying. Didn't care for them. Uh, the, the one song that I really like on that album is Black Cloud. I think that is the one that kind of harkens back to their old ways more than uh, any other song on the album because they've really gone in a different direction. And it's like, oh, it's a new age. But I think uh, stick to your guns sometimes like ACDC and, and things keep going well. But I know it gets boring doing that after a while as an artist and, and you have to say something new. But it's hard to to go past what you're so good at already. So, um, yeah, that it's crazy. And I guess we'll get into... Uh, Hoff's final thoughts here. Uh, we'll go into being an artist. Uh, it's very hard to be an artist in any sense of any terms. Uh, it seems easy when people are good at it. It looks easy. People, you know, it's inspiring and it's it's entertaining. And everyone wants to be part of that spectrum. But when it comes down to actually trying to do it, it it's really difficult to come up with material, content, and, uh, you know, this doesn't just pertain to just music. It's uh, comedians and, and artists like, uh, you know, people at the X Games, the, the guys at the X Games that are come up with crazy tricks, uh, any other kind of sports where people come up with just, you know, crazy moves, hockey, uh, which I'm, you know, very fond of. It's all all kinds of art out in the world, and it's very hard to come up with a new thing, and it's very hard to even replicate something that's that's been done before. So we're getting to an age now where things are evolving. We're stepping up as a as a race. We're seeing more incredible things all the time in technology. We're seeing more incredible things um, in, in music and in comedy, and. It's a great time to be alive, in my opinion. Uh, there are problems in the world, but there have always been. Uh, yeah, I mean, problems now are probably more serious than they've ever been. But regardless, we're living in a renaissance of creativity right now where we can all just kind of say what we want and do what we want. And I think that's really amazing. And that's why I have this podcast here for you right now that I recorded. So uh, cheers to you all. Hope to have a Hoffin done for you again soon. If not, I'll be back. Cheers. <laughs>